In about a month's time, we're going to be celebrating Purim. And there are two mitzvahs hayayim that are like almost sisters. And that is Mishloyach Manais and Matanis Lavyainim. When you get married, you'll see that uh, the women get very, very into the Mishloyach Manais. And for weeks, maybe months in advance, they're already planning all types of uh, very clever themes for their shalachmanis, and they're shopping uh, in amazing savings, and they're going here and there to try to really capture that theme perfectly and the best chap and all of the, the brilliance and the creativity that goes into creating a, a, the perfect shalachmanis. And its sister, Matanislav Yainim, something that people, I don't think, put nearly as much time or thought into. Some people come around, you give some money to them. But I think the thrust of the, of the mitzvah hayayim, at least in the perception of, of people, is that Mishleach Manis is a much more chash of a mitzvah hayayim. In terms of the time, in terms of the effort, in terms of the resources that are uh, expended in order to be Mekayim, this mitzvah, and they're both, of course, exceptional mitzvahs. But you would think that there is much more of a hider to focus on Mishleach Manes, perhaps, than Matanis Lavyainim, giving some tzedakah here and there. People come to your door, you give them some money. There's a fascinating Rambam in Hilchas Megillah, Perak Be'ez Halacha Yudzayin. The Rambam says, surprisingly, that what I just said is absolutely false. It says, If you have a certain amount of money allocated for Purim, it's much better, says the Rambam, to set aside far more money for Matanis Yainim, for giving tzedakah tanim on Purim, then Shalachmanis. Why? And the Ramam continues, She'ein Sham Simcha Gedayla Umefuara. There is no greater Simcha. Purim, we want to be happy. We want to be joyous. We want to feel that special Simcha that's perhaps unparalleled throughout the entire year. How do you celebrate Simcha? How do you feel Simcha? He says, there's no greater Simcha The greatest feeling of all is to make happy the heart of a poor person, of a yasam, an orphan, a widow, a ger. He that gladdens the heart of these unfortunate souls says the Rambam. Such a person that goes out of his way and dedicates his life, but specifically Purim, to go out and try to seek out those people that need a smile, that need a help, that need assistance, that need a, a, a boost. You're daima l'shchina, says the Rambam. You're mamish like the Rabbeinu Shleilam. How do you know? He quotes a pasuk, Shenemar, 
job is to revive the spirit of those that are broken and to revive the heart of those that are crushed. So the Rambam is saying a very important yesite for us on Purim and perhaps for Shushan Purim that the greatest simcha in the world is to make somebody else happy. When a person is able to find an individual that needs an extra dose of happiness, of simcha, he needs an arm around his shoulder, he needs a nice word. Your daimel you have suddenly catapulted yourself from a mere mortal to somebody that's beyond this hemisphere, beyond this, this uh, stratosphere. You're like the Rabbi Nishlam, you're Daimel When I was younger, I once wanted to say that perhaps that's the Pshat in the Pasuk. Umishlayach manais umatanis When it says that there's a mitzvah, that there's a chiyav of shalach manis, that the Megillah says, ish l'reihu, a man to his friend. Umatana islav When it comes to giving matana islav you don't see the word ish. Mishleach manis is ish l'reihu, man, you're a man, you're immortal. Matana islav there's no ish. You know why? Because you've transcended mortality. You're daimel You can't associate the word ish with you anymore. If you're giving matanis levyanim, you're finding those poor people, those people that are crushed and brokenhearted, and you try to hone in on what their needs are and what they're looking for and what they require and how you could get that to them. You're daimel There's no ish. Great people are people that, no matter how great they are, they're always looking out for the people that are on the lowest part of the society. People that are gaivadik, people that are in their own world, they're just looking to, to rub shoulders with the people that are famous, the people that are powerful, the people that are rich, the people that are great, the people that are celebrities, but the really great people in life are the people that they're not interested in hanging out with those types. They're looking to bottom fish. They're looking to find the people in society that nobody else is looking after, that they've been forgotten and they've been neglected and, and you find them and you polish them and you make them smile and you make them joyous somehow, some way, that's a great person. That's the mark of greatness. I saw recently a remarkable story with Rabbi David Feinstein, Zechitzadik Levracha, who was Nifter this year. There's a newspaper that's put out, and the editor of the newspaper finds like these uh, famous people, celebrities, speakers, Tamid and whatever it is, 
and he asks them the same exact question. He finds 50 people, and he asks the same exact question to all 50 people. And he, then he prints all of their answers in, in an edition of his newspaper. So the question of one week was, if you could invite any three people throughout Jewish history, who would it be? You have a, a table, you have a meal, you're making supper, and you can have any three people throughout history, who would it be? And he put this same question to many, many people, 50 people, musicians and uh, celebrities and Rosh Hashivas and Rabbonim and, and, and speakers and uh, thinkers and whatever. And many people came up with very clever answers. Three people, okay, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Done. Uh, David, Shlema, and, uh, I don't know, Mr. Shalach. Uh, you know, you take just whoever, whatever it is, and maybe you explain it a little bit. Some people want the Rambam at their table. Some people want Reb Chaim Brisker at their table. Some people want the uh, Lubavitcher Rebbe at their table. Everybody has their own different ways of looking at things. They asked Reb David Feinstein, who would you want at your table? You, have, you could invite any three people in Jewish history. Who would it be? You know what his answer was? I would invite three poor people to my table. Any three people, but let them be poor. He wasn't interested in, in the fame. He, he, he was a son of Ramesha Feinstein. He knew greatness. He knew what a gadol was, but his greatness was the fact that he didn't seek out only the people that are the great, gloried people. His greatness was that he was looking to be Mechaya Mesim. He was looking He wanted to find the crushed people and bring them into his circle. That's who he wanted to invite at his table. Any three people of history, find me three people and bring them to me. That's godless. That's what Purim is all about. Purim is a day that we're looking for simcha. You know how you find simcha? You don't find simcha by sending fancy shalachmanis to people. You find simcha by finding people that need to be made happy and you make them happy and that's your greatest joy. You bring them simcha, but it boomerangs to you so much greater. It's a davar pashat for many of you that this is true. Those of you that, those heroes that work with special children, if it's on Shabbos in, a, in an OLOM or if it's... Uh, a Beis Ezra, or if it's Camp Hask, or it's Camp Simcha, you know what it's like. It's probably the toughest thing in the world to, to deal with certain members of society, but the gratification that you have, the closeness that you feel to them, the, the happiness that you get by bringing happiness to them, there's no other feeling like that in the world. And the Ramam is saying that on Purim, if you want real happiness, and of course it's not just Purim, but Purim is a day that it's another world. It's a world of simcha that you could then take and, and spill over to the rest of the year. The Ramam is teaching us a tremendous lesson that to find real happiness, we're all looking for happiness in life. You know you find happiness? It's not what Hollywood tells us. 
is the secret to happiness, to get riches and fame and fortune. We see that that's not true. You follow any celebrity, any movie star, any rock star, any, any, any athlete, and you see if you just uh, follow the trajectory, you'll find that it, it ends in a, in a horrible, horrible uh, plume of smoke. Tragically. Simcha comes when you're able to tap in to another person and give that person simcha and make that person happy. It might be your own wife, it might be your own child, it might be your own parent. It might be a friend, it might be a roommate, it might be a chavrusa, it might be a neighbor, it might be a kid in camp, it might be a rebbe. But whoever it is, you find somebody that needs a smile and you try to untap the simcha in that person's heart, that will give you the ultimate simcha. That's the secret that the Ram is, is telling us. That's Daim Lashchina. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu busies himself with all day. He finds those people that really need it and he, and he gives them exactly what they need. He uplifts them. He's Mechayim Mason. I think that there's a hekish between Mishlayach Manes and Matanes Lavyanim. Just like Mishlayach Manes takes a lot of creativity, like we've described before, so many people put so much energy, so much effort into making really beautiful Shalach Manes, and it's, and it's a wonderful mitzvah. Don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to take away anything from Shalach Manes. I have one Talmud every single year, he taps the shalachmanis that he made the year before for me, like a perfect custom-made shalachmanis, him and his wife, his kids, they all put in their, all of their kaychas hanefesh, and, they, and I look forward to it the whole year to see what they're going to bring me on Purim. It's a beautiful mitzvah, mishlechmanis. It involves a lot of creativity, but you know something? Matanis l'avyanim also, if it's done right, it's not a simple mitzvah of just giving. It takes creativity. You have to be thoughtful. You have to figure out the right, perfect way to give to an Ani. We just learned in the daf uh, either today or yesterday, about how a person could get nanash, you could get a punishment. And your asalitin if you give an Ani in a way that embarrasses him. It's not, a, it's not an easy mitzvah to accomplish. Sometimes if you use seichel, you could be so creative and give tzedakah, give matana, give simcha to people in ways that they don't even realize it. Which is obviously the best way of giving matana slavyanim. I'll tell you two stories. There was a Kailo guy who was really, really in bad financial shape. He was very proud. He didn't want to take any tzedakah from anyone. And he was, uh, you know, very late on his mortgage payment, and he was uh, late on his car payment, and his, his grocery bills, and everything was all, it was like a mountain of debt. And he needed a Yeshua, but nobody, people tried to give him money, he wouldn't take it. So listen to what one person did, just to try to alleviate a little bit of his lachats, a little bit of the stress that he had. He called him up and he said, you know, I was just at a certain grocery store and there is a, a very big sale on canned fish. Canned fish, but the, 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 the cans are all banged up. 
their mom is giving away 10 cents on the dollar. Can I, do you want me to buy you some of it? It's very, very cheap. He says, yeah, get me as, uh, you know, get me $100 worth. I need a, that's something that's good. I can feed my family with that for a long time. So this person went to the store. He bought really hush of a cans of fish. He brought all of these cases of cans home. He took all of his kids out. He gave them each like hammers. And they sat down, they ripped off the, the labels of the, of the cans, and they banged up the cans, and they put them back in the box, and they shipped it to this guy. That's using seichel. That's using creativity to be able to give tzedakah to somebody. That they're not embarrassed, that they feel proud. In Montreal, there was a, a brilliant... Tamar Chacham, who was the chief rabbi, his name was Rapinchas Hirschprung. I used to be very friendly with his son. And he was a person who went, he not only did he go to Yeshiva's Chacham in Lublin, where you had to know about 200, 250 Blat Gemara to get in, he was the Beichen. So that means that he had to know Shas Balpeh in order to test every single Bacher that came into the Yeshiva. He was a Bucky Nifla, whoever, you know, every time I went over to him, wants to give him Shalom, he doesn't ask you your name, he doesn't care about where you're from, he just asks you in, in Yiddish, what are you learning? And you just say the Dav, you don't have to be nervous, you just say, uh, you know, Bavakam Samach Aleph. And he starts rattling off the Dav, and he tells you a Shtikl Taira, he was fluent in every single Dav and Shas, every Simon and Shulchan Aruch, every, everything, he knew everything. But he was a tzaddik yisayd elam. And one time his son told him that there was a certain boy in town who was a yeshiva bacher and he, Yantif was coming, he wanted a new pair of shoes. But he wasn't able, he asked his father for one, but his father said, we don't have the money, we can't afford it. So he told his father this son of a Hirschprung found out about it. He told his father. So his father had no shaykhis to money. No shaykhis. He, like, he, just, he just learned and he learned and he learned. I was once in his house. The house is like mountains of svarim. He used to sit on his couch and, and there was svarim every single... His coffee table was stacked this high with, with svarim. His couch was stacked high with svarim. His, there was, the whole house was svarim. He had no shaykhis to money. He asked his son, how much does a pair of shoes cost? So his son told him, $60. He says, I want to daven Meirev tonight. Drop me off in the shul where this father and this son daven Meirev. So his son dropped him off. After Meirev was over, Rav Hirschbrunn goes over to the father and says, do you mind uh, giving me a lift home? Of course, he's the Rav Rashi, he's the chief rabbi of Montreal. Of course, give him a ride home. So, the father's sitting next to him. The father's driving, he's sitting next to the father, and the son is in the back. So, Rav Hirschbrunn says to the son, what are, you, what are you learning? So, he says, uh, the daf in, in Shasta, he's learning. He says, no, do you see Taisa's kasha? He says, yeah. He says, Taisa's kasha. And what is Taisa's answer? He says, Taisa's teretz. He says, did you see the Marsha? Yeah, the Marsha says this. And he says to the father of Hirschprung, your son is so unbelievable. 
He says he mamish gives me such a nod that he knows he knows what he's learning. He knows the taisa. He knows the marsha. He says, "Would you mind if I would give him a present for Yantif?" He says, "No." Takes sixty dollars. He gives it to the father. He says, "Go buy your son a present for Yantif." That's a mishloach manis That's being able to use your creativity in order to help somebody else, in order to bring simcha, but not in a way that it's embarrassing for that person. But it's a, person, it's a way that, that makes that person whole. Now, if you think that I'm talking just about aniyim financially, then I think if you know me already by now and you've, you've come to a couple of my shmuzen, maybe you'll, you'll know that that's not what I'm talking about. Rapam used to say, he coined the phrase, Everybody is an ani. We're all aniyim. When it comes to covid, when it comes to feeling special, when it comes to feeling relevant, when it comes to feeling that I, I belong somewhere, I, I have a makam, I have a chevra, we're all aniyim. We all need that. We're all hungry for that. We're starving for that. We might have a lot of money in our wallet. We might have a lot of food in our refrigerator. But we all need, we need more. We need more attention. We need more love. We need more admiration. We need more praise. We're all on neem, says Rapam, when it comes to that. If that's true, and it is, we know that that's true, then every one of us could be Mekayim this Matanis Lavyanim every day. With everybody. It's not even the people that are, that are more Rachmanistic than other people. We're all Rachmanistas. Our job in life is to go and to create happiness in other people. And every single person needs happiness. Everyone. Don't think that, well, this guy is so cool, this guy is so, so great, he's so smart, he's such a lamb, and he's like, see, these people don't need, I'm going to go, everybody, everybody needs something. And they're waiting for us to give it to them. And it's free. It's the greatest gift you could ever give somebody, and it's absolutely free. You give somebody a smile when they need it, that is Mechayim Mesim. That literally can change the person's life. Because sometimes you wake up in the morning and you feel like nobody cares about me and I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing with my life and I'm, you know, I don't know where I am, what I'm doing. What, you know, I, and you give them a smile and that just like changes their whole day and it changes their whole life. Because it meant that you cared enough to give them something of you. Sometimes you come back to the room and you see a guy maybe in your, in your dorm and he's like, uh, he's sad, he's alone, he's lonely, maybe he's, uh, things aren't working out for him so well. And you go and you take him for a walk. Let's go out for a slice of pizza. Let's go to a restaurant. Let's, let's just jog somewhere. And you, you pick the person up. You're misameach levham lalem. You find somebody that's dejected and you breathe life into that person. You're daimel You've changed that person's life forever. He will always remember it. 
That's what a friend is. A friend isn't somebody that, you know, when things are good, you're a fair-weathered friend, and, you know, when he's up on the clouds, then you're, like, joining him there. A friend means that whatever a person needs, I'll give him. I'm here for you. That's what we all want. That's what we need. You need a lift somewhere, I'm going to give you a lift. You need me to help you study for a test, I'll help you study for it. You didn't hop shear, I'm going to sit with you until you get shear. I'm here for you. I'm your friend. I want you to be happy. You don't have a place to go for Shabbos, come to my house for Shabbos. What are you doing in the summer? Let's, let's do something together. Let's go on a trip. Ben Azmanim, an off Shabbos. There are so many opportunities every minute. Every minute you could literally change people's lives. You don't have to leave this building. It's a creative We're building people. And when you build somebody else, you're really building yourself. You get stronger, you get braver, you get more powerful. The more you help somebody else. I saw once a quote that somebody that's really great learns the song that his friend loves and sings it for him. I have to try to figure out each and every person what they want, what they need. No two people are alike. But if I could learn the song in your heart and I could sing it for you, that makes me great. That's what Purim is all about. We have a month to prepare for Purim now. Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us another month. I think the next time... I don't know when the next time Shusham Purim is going to, there's going to be an Ibriyar, but it's a rare event, it's a rare occasion that we have an extra month from Shushan, from Purim Katan to the actual Purim. It enables us to prepare for Purim. This is how we prepare for our Purim. Purim is about giving, it's about being Misameach Levom Lalam. The Gemara says it's all about the Aniyim. The Aniyim's eyes are focused. They're anticipating the Mikra Megillah. Purim is the day that Aniyim makes so much money. But it's not the money that they care about. It's the, it's the feeling human. It's the feeling that people actually care about them. The greatest tzedakah is not even done with money. The greatest tzedakah is done by validating another individual, by making them feel human, making them feel good about themselves. You give a, an ani a smile, it's worth much more than any money you could give them. That's our avayda in life. Our avayda in life is to be daimon to rise high against, uh, up higher than, than the gravitational pull that we keep getting drawn down to and forgetting about other people and only focusing on ourselves, only focusing on our chevra of people that are, you know, in our stratus. But the real Purim, the Purim of, of true Jews, of great Jews, or of David Feinstein, the good Jews, is a Purim that we focus on 
the Aniyim, the Umlalim, the Isaimim, the Almanais, the people that need it. And the truth is, like we said, everybody needs it. Everybody needs to be made happy. And if we could fill the void in other people's hearts, then we'll have a Purim like no other.